1: That's BlueNile.com.
0: You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies.
1: For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right.
0: One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck.
1: Embracing change
0: creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Carlos Mendez, CEO and founder of Datagran. Datagrand is a marketing technology company that's putting machine learning and AI in every marketer's and CEO's hands. They're working across large companies such as Subway to small companies as well and startups. I don't usually have a company on to talk about their products and services, but this I'm making an exception From my first interview with Laura Paz from Subway, where we heard about her amazing results of saving efficiencies of 70% or higher, and knowing that Datagrand was the solution behind that, I had to go further. Carlos and I take on the solutions that they are built, why he even started down this path after a career in agency world and on the communication side, flipping over to technology and mathematics to help solve his pain points. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Carlos. Well,
1: Carlos, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alan. Very happy to be here with you.
0: So I first learned about Datagrand from my interview with Laura Paz at Subway. But before we get into all of that, I would love to just have you tell me a little bit about your background and, and how you came about
1: to found Datagrand. Sure. I was born in Colombia. And that's Colombia, not Columbia. Just want to make sure (laughs) everybody (laughs) knows that. I was born in a small city in Colombia called Cartagena. Uh, It's a tourist town. After that, I mean, I went to high school over there and then went to a school in Chicago, went to Clark College, worked at Fox News over there, then Leo Burnett, Chicago. And after spending a while in the U.S., I decided to come back to Colombia worked at J. Walter Thompson for about six years and I started my MBA over there. And basically, near the end of the MBA, I decided I should be an entrepreneur. My family have founded an advertising business about 40 years ago in that small city where I was born and I decided to open that business in Bogota. Bogota is the capital city of Colombia. I started by myself, and today, actually, that company is one of the top 20 ad agencies in Colombia. We also founded a web development company, which is a Google partner firm. It's one of the most important in Latin America. And while we were doing that, with all the knowledge we gained from infrastructure, from big data, we decided that we should go into data, because it was a, we thought it was a feature in marketing and advertising, so that's that's how we founded Datagrand. Okay. Wow. Well, so I did get to know
0: you. Uh, well, I got to know Datagrand or heard about Datagrand from Laura at Subway, who leads. For those who haven't listened to the episode, leads marketing for Latin America for Subway, um, the the quick service restaurant, if you will. And you've driven some amazing results for her. And I'd love to just hear how you describe what it is that grand does.
1: Okay, so we are an AI marketing toolkit. We have four different products, even though we haven't launched live some of them. We're working with some clients in media. But our our main product is called the Ad Optimizer. It reduces digital advertising costs by at least 20%. That's like our signature product. Our second product is called the Ad Analyzer. It helps brands with insights. What is driving the best results? And the third one is called the Big Data Analysis, which clients can upload their data, data from their CRMs or other systems. We analyze that data, and we provide predictive analysis on that. And um, sorry, the the last one is called the Ad Creator, which is an on-demand ad agency that creates content based on, on big data.
0: Interesting, interesting. Well, I'm sure we're, we're going to get a little bit deeper into some of those. You know, what was pushing you in this tech direction? You have an agency background.
1: Yeah, um, I've been working more for more than 18 years in the advertising and marketing industry. And we figured that there was a lot of waste because everything was done by people. So for example, in the media agencies, People are the ones who, who upload the creatives to Facebook or Google and they have to do everything manually. And the process took forever. So we as an ad agency, we told the media agency, hey, we need this for today in one hour. And they have all these processes. People had to make the whole process and, and again, it took forever. Also reports were not in real time. We told the company, hey, we want to know what, how things are going. And they were like, oh, we have to build a report, blah, blah, blah. And also, once we started learning more and more about this, we started seeing some transparency issues. So I think it was obvious for us that the whole industry could be fixed, changed. And that's why we went in that direction.
0: Well, I think pain is probably the primary motivator of entrepreneurs, at least the ones I talked to. (laughs) But you didn't, you know, you're coming from agency background moving into technology and not only just tech but tech that's fairly math involved you know where did you get the confidence that hey i can tackle that
1: i think that's precisely what pushed me again i've been working in marketing for more than 18 years and i thought god this industry could use a little bit more math (laughs) in their lives so uh i knew that that i didn't have a lot of knowledge in math, but that's why I have two PhDs in, in machine learning in my team. I really thought we could build something around the whole data thing and my background in innovation and and my MBA kind of like gave me the confidence of just building the right team around what we were doing.
0: And now you, you had that agency background and my understanding is some education in psychology as well. Do you think that that helped you in this regard? I mean, how did that play a role or did it play a role?
1: Yeah, I I have a a major in advertising, PR, minor in psychology, have an MBA and innovation uh, courses at Wharton. And I think all of that came to play. And as you mentioned, psychology is really important because I think I'm pretty good at identifying pain points. So I think it was really important for me to have that, this kind of like general knowledge on many stuff. <laughs> I actually tell my team, I think I'm that person that knows about nothing here. Because once you go into every profile of my team, you have the ML expert, you have the backend expert, you have the marketing expert. And I'm this guy that just has some knowledge in many areas. But at the end, I don't know any particular thing like really well but I think that was really important in trying to go into this business and getting the right people.
0: Yeah, so just maybe building on that, you know, how do you how do you see your role if you're not, you know, say the the tech expert
1: and you're the more of a generalist, what's your role on a day-to-day basis? I think my biggest role is the COO, Chief Operating Officer. <laughs> I'm in the operation every day all day just trying that people work together, making sure that everything works as it should be. And I think that's going to be like that in the next couple of months. While the team that that we have, most of the people is new. We just closed our, our seed seat ra- seat round last year, at the end of last year so. I have to make sure everybody is well-trained and, and understands really well our product.
0: So there's a lot of people, and when I say people, companies, big companies and small companies moving into the space that you're in of using artificial intelligence or advanced analytics to drive marketing. What makes you different from these other technology providers moving in this space?
1: Okay, I know this is a cliche, but one of my biggest examples is obviously Steve Jobs. And I think that many of the things out there are just too complex and marketers don't have one tool that they can use for their marketing needs. So the first thing is that we have this end-to-end tool that I can say it's a closed environment. It's an end-to-end environment that is easy to use and also we made a huge effort on creating AI that works for small companies also. For example, companies can create their ads in our platform. It's just $500, which most of our competitors, their minimum investment is about $1,500, $30,000. And I think that was a huge achievement of our team. Well wow, that's extremely interesting, you know,
0: in terms of like trying to adapt this down to the the small company, the small marketer, if you will. Give me a case study of a small company
1: okay, so for example, we're working with a company called Nano. They're the Uber for child care They're based in Denver, and they were struggling so much to drive traffic to their website. They were doing a lot of testing, they were spending about eight thousand dollars in tests. And um, they started working with us, and they improved their CPC in 50%. But the most important thing is that they were having zero registrations in their website. And after they started working with us, they now have about 39 registrations. And they've been only working with us for less than a month. They're very happy. They're driving traffic now. They're driving registrations. And I think that's... That's our motivation. You know, it's helping these companies achieve success. And that's a great case study. Right. Did
0: you know, I mean, because you've got the subway case as well, and we can talk about that. But I guess, did you start out saying, I want to help the little guys as much as I want to help the big guys? Or did it just kind of naturally evolve that way?
1: No, actually, I always thought that, of course, I mean, big companies are a great business. We started with big companies. They're the ones who invest more in advertising. But I always had in my mind that if we wanted to build a SaaS business, a software as a service business, our main focus had to be to help small companies and how we were going to build our business model to be able to support that, because a company that invests $500. We don't charge them. And that's another thing. We don't charge nothing to those companies that invest $500. We have a free forever plan. They can go into our platform and create their advertising at no cost. So we were very into, okay, how do we build our our model to be able to help them? So it's free for those guys. Yes. Uh, Up to $799. It's free. You can create one campaign every month for free. Wow. Wow. That's amazing.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about another case study you can pick, but um, tell me a little bit more about the results you've been able to achieve other places.
1: Well, uh, as you mentioned, I think that the subway case is one of our biggest cases. We started with a pilot in Argentina and... uh, we reduced their cost by 79% over there. So they were like, oh, this might work. And then we we went to Mexico and we reduced their cost by 62%. And now we are more than six countries with Subway. And for them, and I think for every brand, it's so important to be able to be more efficient and effective in their advertising. And I just hope that's helping, helping them invest more in other things like innovation, people. That's our main goal. Wow. It's
0: kind of mind-boggling that you're getting, you know, you're kind of putting out there, you can increase your efficiency or, or savings by 20%, but then people are achieving like 79%. Efficiencies, you know, reductions. That's insane.
1: <laughs> There's a cool story about that, Alan, because when I had the idea on how to do it, I told the machine learning, our co founder, Machine Learning, which at that point he wasn't our co founder yet, he was just a freelance helping us out. And he didn't believe in us. And when he started seeing the results, he was like, "Okay, I want, I want in. Uh, I want to be co-founder." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, we, we hilarious. didn't expect to have those results either. It's just, it's amazing. Wow, it's kind of amazing,
0: especially given you know the current. I guess talk around programmatic buying in particular with ad fraud and things like that out there. So, but let's go under the hood on exactly what you're doing with artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data analysis. Can you kind of give us the Cliff Notes version of that? Like, take us through it?
1: Sure. I think the best way to go through it is with an example. So, even though we work today with Facebook and Google, just let me give the example with Facebook, which because I think it's it's a little bit easier. So w- when you go into Facebook and you want to create an ad, you go into your ads manager, and you hit create new ad, and you have to choose all of the parameters uh, you want into that ad, and not only the. When I talk about parameters, it's not just uploading your creative. It's selecting all of the things that Facebook asks you to set. So, for example, where do you want your ads to show? For example, placements, and that means right hand column, or the news feed, or just Instagram. And there's so many things to choose from. Facebook has more than two thousand combinations to create just one ad. So most of the times when I show to my clients, okay, what should you choose right here? And they tell me, I have no idea. I think we're just guessing. And that's what people do. They guess because it's impossible to know what combination to choose from. So what we're doing...
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot,
1: creating 50 ads randomly. And we combine all of those parameters and we run the ads for one day. After we do that, we take all that the information and we run it through our algorithms. And what our algorithms do is they predict different things. The first one is what audience, what creative, what placements what times of the day, what days of the week are going to be the most effective for your ad and which of those combinations are going to give you a better ROI. And we do all that automatically. You don't have to touch your ads. You don't have to change them. You don't have to guess. And all of that, all of that process is done in just two days. The first day is training and the rest of the process is what we call post training, obviously. That's how it works a little bit. Obviously in Google, it works differently, but that's the general idea.
0: And it's all inside your platform. So I'm I'm not even having to go to Facebook, so to speak. Exactly. Nice. And so the feedback that you're giving back to the marketer is then which ad is performing as well as the other components, the times, the audience, Do you, you're providing that back to them
1: just so that they know. That's why we have different products with this product we do the optimization automatically. So at the end, the client will have just one ad that is performing better. But with the other products, for example, with the Ad Analyzer, we're telling our clients, hey, out of all of the ads that you're doing, these type of ads are the ones that work better. And when we say this type of ads, we're telling the client what colors, what emotions, what sentiment, among other variables are working best in their ads. That information they can send it to their agency or they can use it for themselves to create better assets.
0: right. So what type of signals are you looking for to give to know what's working and what's not and and how are you do you provide that information back to them you know in terms of the audiences, the time of days all of that?
1: Yeah, one of the things that we spend more time on is trying to explain marketers what objective they should choose based on their marketing goals and there's lots of mistakes being done there because sometimes marketers tell me okay my goal is to drive traffic into my website but they choose an interactions objective so we have to explain very well to marketers if you want to drive traffic you have to choose the traffic objective because once they do that we will track the ROI based on their objective or goal, right? So for example, if a brand uh, chooses traffic to drive traffic to their website, we will optimize based on the people that were registered in the website or visited the website. So it depends on every client what their objective is.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're you're obviously managing their Facebook or their Google you know, placements, if you will. And then are you able to track all the way through to their their site as well, like their you know analytics on their site?
1: Yes. So so we have an objective in our ad optimizer that allows you to use your pixel or you can create a new pixel and you can install that in your website. And we have Different events to track there. You can track people registering or just filling a form or doing a checkout or purchases. So we have all the capabilities uh, to have what we call conversion based objectives.
0: Interesting. So this is your primary product, I think, Ad Optimizer that we're talking about. So, what other products or tools? You, you mentioned
1: a couple earlier. Tell us a little bit more about those and what they're going to do. Yeah, so one of the tools that we're more excited on is called the big data analysis. And there are so many, or there, not so many, but there are many companies out there that provide big data services to clients more in the business side. So for example, take a Nielsen or a, these huge companies that help companies trying to analyze all of their data and giving... Business recommendations, so for example, inventory and how to manage inventory or, or how to manage your, your whole supply chain. What we want to do is go to mark- marketers and tell them, hey, you have information that you have stored, upload it into the cloud, we will organize it for you. And not only that, we provide them with predictive analysis. What's predictive analysis? What we mean with that is take Netflix. We have a friend that writes for Netflix and Netflix tells her, you're not going to make up the story. The story is going to be about kids in the U.S. during Christmas. And they know that based on the data. So we're telling marketers how to build their marketing strategies based on data. We give them, for example, clusters of people that we think or the machine thinks that are going to buy more their product and with just one click we will create a custom audience for them in our ad optimizer product so all of these products work with each other to help marketers create much more advanced marketing based on data
0: gotcha in your world then the data the insight from the data is driving the creative marketing process. Is that appropriate way to describe it?
1: Can you say that again? (laughs) (laughs) I guess,
0: you know, there's a lot of people out there. I'll describe it this way. I'll say there's a lot of people out there, I think, that are fearful to some degree that data is going to take over the job of marketing. I think what you've just described, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're picking up on signals or clusters or insert your objective here people that want that you can achieve x with but it's still up to the marketer so you've got you've said here's the right place to dig but you've got to figure out do i need need a shuffle a pickaxe Uh, i still have a lot of creativity i can bring to that challenge potentially
1: that's a great question alan because we believe in in something that is called ai augmentation and is how we bring ai to work with people Not to replace it. We don't want to replace people. We want to empower people with information so that they make better decisions. This would be impossible if we do it just with technology. So those platforms that say, you don't have to do anything. We'll do everything for you. That's not our case. We want to give the tools so that we make people better. Because there are so many challenges today not only digital ad cost is going higher but also ceos are giving more pressure to marketing people to make better and more micro segmented marketing campaigns and that's why we're doing this
0: right interesting well i think it's an interesting approach um one that personally i I like very much um this integration of you know helping to make the marketers more efficient but not replace necessarily the thinking aspect. (laughs) So that's good. I have one question before we kind of pull back a little bit. So you've now started an agency and a technology company. What's the biggest challenge being an entrepreneur?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The other day, I think I, I heard or I read that Elon Musk said that being an entrepreneur was being at the edge of the cliff with a bunch of glass in your mouth and somebody just about to push you out of that cliff. I think being an entrepreneur is one of the hardest things I've ever done. But at the same time, it's one of the greatest things I've ever done. If I would advise somebody to be an entrepreneur, no. <laughs> I think that my family have taken the, the hardest part of, of doing this. But in my case, when you think that you're helping businesses have an impact in society and creating more jobs and and investing more in in social, I think that's all worth it.
0: Nice. One more question. So who's invested in you so far?
1: Uh, We have actually 16 investors have have invested in us. Yeah. So uh, one of the investors uh, was uh, Telefonica. They have an investment arm that is called Telefonica Open Future. So they were the early investors. Then we had Quay Capital, which is a, an investment fund in New York. That's why we moved to New York, thanks to them. And after those two, we had the other investors. One of our lead investors in the seed round was one of the early investors of Uber, Airbnb, WeWork. Can't disclose his name, but it's really important. And and yeah, we, we just closed that round on December of last year
0: very nice very nice well congratulations on all, on all your success so far so one of the things i love to do is to kind of step back and get to know the person behind the the effort and um i think it's my favorite question to ask is you know is there an experience in your past that you believe defines who you are today
1: yeah i think i'm a sports guy when i was in colombia i was part of the national cycling team I was also part of the national baseball team, and I had to to make a lot of sacrifice to be able to win. And uh, I think that that capability of just having pain, <laughs> I think pain is one of the things that you need to endure to succeed in many things. And I'm not saying that we already succeed. I'm just saying that. I think that that's really important in the path of being an entrepreneur and trying to build your business. So, that definitely teach me a lot of things and, and kind of molded who I am today.
0: And when you say pain, are you talking about the physical pain or the mental pain of winning and losing?
1: Actually, what, one of the hardest things in sports is not just the physical pain, but the mental pain and how you handle that if you don't have a strong mind in sports, you don't win. So yeah, it's a physical and the mental. Like it. So hopefully pain is not what fuels you, but what fuels you or drives you. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I think I mentioned it before, not as clear, but I definitely think that we can impact society. So my quest with this company is to be able to do that. And, and I encourage my, my employees all the time to think it that way. If we can reduce the waste in companies, meaning reducing their costs, meaning placing the ads where they have to be, meaning cleaning their data to understand it, to reduce that waste, they're going to be able to innovate more, be more effective, efficient, and they're going to be able to invest more in employees and in their communities.
0: Interesting. So what... Are there brands or companies or causes that you follow you think others should be taking notice of?
1: Well, I I think that everybody has that. First of all, the usual companies, the Teslas, the Amazons, the Apple, Facebook, Googles. Obviously, those are companies that people have to look at. They're so powerful. They have so much money that they just can do anything whenever they want. But obviously, I'm looking into startups all the time. These companies are creating the next big thing and I'm very involved on, in that, uh, just looking at them, seeing what they're building. You like the big guys, but you're, you probably study the smaller ones more. Of course, and, that, and that's why the big guys buy all the time these small guys. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. I didn't think about it like that, but yeah. Right. So, the last question for you: What do you believe the future of marketing
1: is going to look like? It's a hard question. I don't think nobody knows. Whoever tells you this is going to be the future of marketing, they're just wrong. But I think we're going, th- what I know for a fact is that we're going through a revolution. Brands are building in-house media and creative agencies. Companies want to bring down costs, be more efficient and effective. I just read today that Unilever is firing most of their on-record huge agencies to start hiring small startups and actually they just built their acceleration program telefonica which is an investor of us they built their their acceleration program so i think that's going to change many things that's going to change the advertising and media industry by i mean that's a fact so i have no idea where that's going to take us but we're going through a huge change
0: Interesting. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you, Alan. Thanks for the invitation. Appreciate it.
0: Marketing today is brought to you by Atomic. Atomic focuses on unleashing the growth potential for clients we serve. Atomic is a strategic consultancy specializing in business, marketing, brand, and innovation. Our singular goal is to help you accelerate your efforts with the right mix of expertise, analysis, and creativity. Check us out at Atomic.com. A-T-O-M-C-K dot Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with project management by Sarah Williams, audio production by Aaron Campbell, writing and editing by Kevin Greeley, social media support by Megan Woods, Art and Graphic Design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to marketing today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. We love to hear from listeners at info at atomic, dot com I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.